0: Hello, everybody, and thank you uh, again t- for joining me today on another NHS 100K podcast. Getting busy, getting some good guests on. I had one on this morning, two shows in one day. That's how uh, that's how rock and roll we are. As I said in the last episode, I'm not going to pretend to tell you what episode this is because I can never remember, um, even though I'm here. But it's it's done. So anyway, we've got Jonathan Tilt on today, who is the leader or the head honcho of the Freedom Alliance Party. Um, some of you may know about it already. I did, but not as much as I do now, and I'm glad I looked into it. Um, some exciting things that they've got in their manifesto, which we'll talk about. But I don't still the thunder as always. So I'll kick it over to you. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome to the show.
1: Uh, thanks for having me on, Matt. And it's a, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: My pleasure. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, send yeah, you the check in I, the post. Sorry? <laughs> I'll send you the check in the post for coming on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, no, no I, am, I am a leader and founder, founder member. I mean, political parties, you have to register with the Electoral Commission and you're required to identify somebody as the leader. We're, we're not really a conventional political party in that we have a sort of rule book and you have to do everything that the uh, exec committee or whatever say. We are very much a sort of arrangement just trying to facilitate State, but, you know, people who understand what's going on, people who are opposed to the COVID and the state narratives, people understand that, just trying to give them the opportunity to use politics to. to Contest it in their localities, really. Um, so yes, we are a registered political party because that enables us to stand in elections as a party rather than as a group of independents. Um, but we're not a conventional party in which you know you, you don't get dis- disciplined if you step slightly outside of what what we're um, outlining in our manifesto, etc. Uh, and that's that's the context in which I'm I'm the leader because you have to have a leader under the electoral commission laws. It's not it's not that I tell everybody what to do by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs>
0: A good start, as not itself Self-appointed leader of a party. That's a great start. Well, I was elected.
1: We, we did have election. Yeah. I mean, we are not, um we are a fully democratic party. We we I mean we've taken in three and a half thousand members. Um and unlike some of the other um allegedly freedom parties, we, we you know we are a democracy ourselves. The members pick the leader, pick the chair, which they have done myself and Caleb Ban the chair have both been elected by the membership and um, and you know, important policy decisions are put to the membership so it is we are you know we we are fighting to defend democracy because we don't think democracy is perfect but we do think it's the you know the best of a bad bunch if you like and if you're fighting to protect democracy you've got to be democratic yourself would be my my argument um, so yeah well we're democratic yeah one member one vote
0: okay was well, it churchill said it's the democ- democracy is the least evil of the uh, I think yeah, yeah I think
1: that's the case I think I would say yeah uh, and representative—I mean, there's often different models of, of democracy. Representative democracy has many, many weaknesses, um, but it's still better than tyranny, um, and it's still—you know—which uh, is what we've got at got the moment, arguably. Yeah, uh, and it is—you know—it's an avenue, it's an opportunity. Nobody—we've—we've never argued that politics is the be-all and end-all, and there's the only solution to this, and it. It may not be the solution. I mean, I'm fundamentally optimistic and positive. I think we are going to defeat the World Economic Forum, and um, you know we're going to come out with a better world out the other side of this. It's going to be a painful, and is a painful process, and is going to continue to be a painful process. Um, but but you know, politics may be may be an important part of that um, process. It may not, but it's there. It's available. There's elections all the time. There's local council elections, parliamentary by elections at some point, a general election. So it's, it's something we can use, and there aren't that many things we can use. We can you know we can use Legal challenges. We can use the protests. Uh, we can use the most important one, which I think is mass non-compliance, which is we just don't do whatever they say, <laughs> whatever nonsense they come out with. You know, you can't drive on a Tuesday because you've got a certain number in your number plate or whatever they're coming with next. We just don't do it. Um, that, that for me is the is the key part. Of it. But we, yeah, you know, we've got to use all the other uh, opportunities as well, the legal challenges and, and the politics. Uh, and the thing thing that we found through the politics is it, it, you you do get a platform. I mean, even as a small Counter narrative party. Um, when, when yeah, you know, we've just done the Wakefield by election, for example. When a by election comes up, the local press will give you space. Um, you do get a leaflet delivered to every house in the constituency by the Royal Mail for for free. Um, you do get a little bit of attention and a little bit of focus. I'm not overstating it, it's not, <laughs> not front page of the mainstream news or anything. Um, but you get that opportunity to platform what we believe in and what we believe, um, you know, what we believe the solutions are. Um and that that for me is is possibly the most powerful reason for, for being involved in in politics at the you know, relatively small scale that we are involved in. It, it is it, it's a it's a chance to get some publicity for our side of the argument.
0: So we spoke, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, briefly. Um, can you tell me, so you, and obviously you said that you didn't initially start out as a political party. So can you just tell me your journey from from kind of start to where we are now?
1: Me personally, or the party?
0: The party itself, yeah. The
1: party. Um, we, I was, I, I and others were involved in the sort of various anti-lockdown um, um groups that started meeting, quite often in secret. Um, In the sort of summer of 2020, I was uh, involved in one in Huddersfield and one in Wakefield. Um, And and out of that, we, uh, myself and others, uh, a relatively small number of us, decided that, you know, possibly putting up uh, candidates for the local council elections just in Kirklees and Wakefield. We weren't thinking of a national party, but we just thought maybe if we can scare one or two of these councillors and, you know, use, use that process, that might be worthwhile doing. You know, so we looked into, I mean, we've done. You know, none of us had been involved in politics um, at any sort of significant level before, so we looked into what was involved. You've got to register the party with the electoral commission and all of that. Um, so we set off doing that, set up the website, started taking in members, fairly quickly linked in with a group in Glasgow who were doing the same thing, basically. They were going through exactly the same process and we sort of decided that it would be better to do it together rather than as two, two separate organisations. Uh, and then the thing snowballed, but it got, you know, it got a momentum beyond standing for local council elections. We stood stood for the Scottish and Welsh Parliament elections in, in 2021. Um, so to date, we've had just, I think, just over 200 candidates stand. We've we stood in five parliamentary by-elections. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah it, it came out of the anti-lockdown groups, which these, these were meeting in the back rooms of pubs and even in the woods and things all over the country, weren't they? Um, but just the ones we were involved in decided to try and use politics as, as you know, uh, as one spanner in the in the toolbox, if you like, something that we we could try and use. And um, you know, really, none of us, which have ever been trying to get elected, we are trying to use the process. I mean, if we do get elected, we'll obviously be the best councillors there's ever been. But um, um, we we are, yeah, we we. It's it's about using the process process to to make a stand to you know to platform the opposition to the COVID narrative and, and you know the climate change narrative and all the rest of it that's coming down the road.
0: So. It was born organically then, essentially because yeah. Of see what well, I mean. The old things yeah. take a little
1: bit of a push, and you know who's going to do this, and you know. So I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was born organically. So it's so, a um, yeah. As I say, it's a member led uh, party, and it do, with, you know, started with the grassroots.
0: Brilliant. And I don't want to belittle you as a person here. Okay, so don't take this the wrong way. But so you would... Were, were you just like the normal persons who were get fighting against the mandates and and freedom and all this kind of stuff. And yes, yeah, yeah, so I mean I was.
1: You, you, my my background—I was an accountant before. I'm an acupuncturist now. Um, both of, both of those professions have given me an insight into um, how the state and large corporations uh, manipulate and um, control our lives. Um, so you know, I was—I wasn't expecting this to come along in 2020, um, but I was—you know—I I was on that page, I was on that side already, if you like, um, and it wasn't the biggest surprise once it's—you know—once it got its momentum going. Um, so yes, yeah. I mean, we, uh, yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's that's where I came from. That's that's my uh, that's my background. We, yeah, we, we set up a party to, as, as as a means for fighting the tyranny. Initially, very much you know, we were the anti-lockdown party, and the mainstream media, whenever they're forced to, um, you know, after an election, they, they're forced to make a mention of us, and they always refer to us as the anti-lockdown party, which um, is historic. I mean, we fought, we fought lockdowns, and I think you know the freedom movement as a whole fought lockdowns very successfully. Um, yeah, we then turned into the um, anti-mandatory vaccination party, which is obviously where we link in with the NHS 100. Latterly, we've been campaigning as the anti-Great Reset. Party and and yeah, the movement now, the focus now with the manifesto is to move on to more of a positive footing to try and describe and explain uh, and just articulate what what sort of society and economy we would like to see so that we're not always just against what the other side is throwing at us, that we can actually set out a positive you know, version of what a, you know, um, how a much smaller responsive government, you know, could operate to the benefit of the people and how a sort of, you know, more liberated society and economy would be to the benefit of the people. Because um, for me, I mean, it's, you know, big government is the, uh, big government that has then been captured by big corporations is, is, is the ultimate evil. Uh, and it's not, it's not a source of, uh, big government doesn't reduce and remove poverty. It doesn't reduce and remove inequality. It makes, makes those things worse. And, um, and that's yeah that, that that ultimately is what we're fighting against is he's captured uh, and the main the mainstream political parties as as we know they're, they're, they're all captured they're all you know dancing to the World Economic Forum's tune I um, mean it you know it makes no difference who gets elected as Conservative leader and it makes no difference who wins an elected general election Conservative or Labour
0: it's the same it's the same agenda. Um, well, it's that kind of illusion of democracy, isn't it? It's like. It's, yes, know. it's the illusion of choice, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, it's, it's, you know, somebody described it. I think it's the same cake, but you get to choose which, which colour icing you are on top Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Whereas we it's would right. like real democracy, where there's a real debate between, you know, a, a competing and completely different. Um, visions and versions of uh, uh, of what things could look like i mean we see we are very much a localist party we want to see local communities in on a much stronger footing we want to see food production localized um, you know decisions about education and health very much localized as as to a smaller locality as possible and to you know move and reduce the power of central government get rid of central banking because that that is just a control control tool for the for the wider banking system um, so you know, we see you know, our vision is of a very sort of Localised democracy and societies, in you know, small communities that can make decisions for themselves, uh, essentially. Yeah. Whereas so how- the others want a one-world government, ultimately, don't they? they don't <laughs> <one world laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what, what they are aiming at. There's no particular secret about that now. It's,
0: yeah. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? Because, you, you know they've done a very good job in those people that are sort of speaking out against the narrative or the narrow-dime, um, which is a yeah. new word i found uh, from, from, from Cliff High. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. You know Cliff too. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're instantly good friends then. Um, so, I, I I mean, I firmly believe a lot of what he says, but he looks at it from a lot more of a holistic kind of view. Yeah. Um, but he also says that you cannot... The old system's got to come down. It's got to be torn down. Not just yes, yes, yeah. But do you think... Um, because obviously you can't build something good on the foundations of something bad. So, so your manifesto is brilliant. Um, and I suggest everyone goes, to, go, goes and had a read of it, but what you're going to get, and I don't want to spend this whole podcast like picking away in it, but what you're going to get is how, how are you going to do all of this? Cause it, it look, re- reading it's perfect. It's exactly how we want society to be. But those of us that have got any kind of, um, you know, clout about us realize that that's gonna that's fundamental reform on so many sort of services from the ground up that's a big big task
1: yeah i mean i think um I agree but it it is going to collapse it's coming down I mean for me monetary policy is the the, the heart of the whole thing we had a system whereby the government government and the banking system can just create additional money which it then gets to spend first and spends it on whatever it wants Um, so that monetary policy is at the absolute heart of of the whole problem but also at the heart of the solution because if we we don't have to worry too much about taking down the existing system because it is collapsing it's it's going Um, and something something is going to rise from the ashes and it's you know, know, looking to a, like 23, 24, something like that. I don't know, but you know, there is going to be. And I don't think it's a manufactured financial collapse. I think it's a collapse of the debt-based monetary system, um, which I suspect they saw coming, and that's why they sort of you know, hot-footed it with COVID and the rest of it, because they're trying to get their own replacement in place. But when, when that system collapses... Um, something out, you know, people will still trade. There will still be a society, and an economy. Something will emerge from that, and that—that's the opportunity. It's also the point of danger, because it's the point of danger of which you know, you know, the residual members of the world, World Economic Forum, may try to implement their. Central bank digital currency type systems and social credit scoring and the rest of it. So there's a there's a real point of danger, but also a point of opportunity when we can you know, we can articulate an outline and say this is this is how we want things differently. But the, the government isn't going to get to create a new currency because if they trashed... The, the pound has value. All currencies are a confidence trick at the end of the day. They're just a pure confidence trick. Um, it, it has no inherent value. A five pound note uh, equally neither does you know an ounce of gold or whatever. But the ounce of gold has got five thousand years of history. The pound has got three or four hundred years of history. To, to build up that level of confidence if you trash that 300, 300 or 400 years of history and the confidence that's been built up with it you don't get to build to select a new currency people w- will not use it and will not believe it uh, and they will look for an alternative um, and they are they you know, they are going to have to go for a sound sound money type alternative and a sound money type alternative ultimately limits the ability of government to expand itself um, so when you get into that sort of environment, you're then going to have to say, well, how the hell does government you know, um, continue to provide the services it needs to provide? Because um, we do need a health service, we need education, and um, you know there is a we're not we're not an anarchist party. We may be on the road to being an anarchist party. We we don't believe in no government. Um, You know, government has essential services and essential functions to provide, and it's going to have to continue to do those, but it's going to be doing them in a very limited and restricted way, because the monetary system is going to be anchored into something like gold, silver or whatever, um, that means that they can't continually expand
0: it to, you know, appoint more um, civil servants or whatever. Well, see, I've had this conversation with people before. Um, you got two, two, two polar ends of the same thing. Like Those people that are like, I'm not paying council tax. It's illegal to pay council tax. And you go, yeah. right, okay, regardless of whether it's illegal or not, if you still want your bins to be collected and you still want your area to essentially be of a decent sort of standard of living and, and us to still maintain the sort of level of social economics that we're used to, you yeah. need to pay into the system to a certain degree. Um yeah. You know, so, so it's getting people out of that mindset of, I don't want to pay nothing. So that's fine. You don't pay nothing, but then you don't get nothing. So you yeah. can't have it both ways. If you want clean drinking water, you need to pay for water. So I, I get, but I also understand where they're coming from is how much of that money do we pay actually goes towards, you know, maintaining the service. Well, the third, the third, the
1: third, the third of council tax goes on pensions, is not it? it goes on <laughs> well,
0: well, I mean, I mean I've mean, i stirred a hornet's nest here, but yeah, it's, it, this yep. is an example. But I also spoke to another gentleman who works for the Highways Agency. And the first thing people say is, well, if there's no government, how do the roads get built? And you say, well, the money gets given to the guys to build the roads because the government don't build the roads. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, so it's that kind of even if we go down the devolution route, which is where I think we need to go, because the economy will still function, like you just said, all we need to do is, as a population is decide on the currency. That could be, like you say, gold, crypto, you know, whatever, food. You know, we will decide the currency ourselves because the economy still needs to happen. We don't need yes, the government yeah, to yeah. do that. Um, and that's exactly so what I
1: see th- happening, yeah
0: yeah so do i but it's getting the mindset of people that that we don't need the government per se to do that and, and if there's no government people just lose their minds don't they? Like, oh my god we're gonna you know the world's gonna stop you know everything's gonna collapse and you're like no no this stuff all happens without the government anyway the government just get given the money to then allegedly distribute it to, to the services that are yeah. supposed to do these tasks so there's a reason why the government doesn't have to produce or show its tax returns, right? Because I'm sure if everybody got to see exactly what they spent their money on or didn't, they'd have something to say about it. So I you know, I think from that aspect of things... So so basically what I'm sort of shirting around is is, is to get people into the mindset that you and I are already in from a politi- poli- uh, political point of view or perspective. How, how are you going around that? Because what we're talking about is out on the fringes really with the WWF well, and everything else. Yeah. So this is, this is the hard part, right?
1: It is. I, I think the government actually do a pretty, a pretty good job of it for for us anyway. I mean, if you go back to this, you know to spring of twenty twenty, there were one percent or one and a half percent opposed to lockdown. Uh, by the time you get into twenty twenty one, you're looking at you know twenty percent. Um, you know, I, I in my work, I'm coming across people all the time now who've had one two vaccines but are saying they're absolutely definitely not having any more Um, so i think people are moving across to our side just just because of the um, absurdity of the um, state's position it's clearly not about a virus now however much you may give people latitude to believe it was about a virus in 2020 um people can see with their own eyes now that it isn't. I don't, I don't think the climate change, I mean, I think the state will try and come at us with climate change, but I don't think it has the same fear factor. And I don't think um, people, I mean, there's obviously a percentage believe it, but I don't think the bulk of the population believe it and are worried by it and they're scared by it. So I actually think the state does a very good job of of converting people to our side um of the fence. Um, but in again, we don't almost don't need to worry because it, it is going to collapse. The the system, the society, the structures that you and I have grown up in, and pretty much everybody else who's alive has grown up in, are going. They're ending. You know, it's difficult to say precisely when they're ending, but we're we're right at the end of the road. It's you know, it's weeks, months, and the most a few years, isn't it? So that, that that lot is going and something else will have to come along inside. And, and there, there will be so, so much um anger, I mean it's starting already with the fuel prices isn't it, which is just, just a product of too much government, you know, if you create too much money um, it finds a home somewhere and it's found a home in in, in fuel prices It'll, it's, it's going to be mortgage interest rates next and then something else after that um, but you know, that that anger, will people will start to realise that government isn't the solution and that state isn't the solution that government doesn't always look after you, I mean a lot of people now I think, uh, you know, they know the fuel, fuel bills have, have gone up massively but they're sort of thinking, well the government will sort it out, the government will help us out, uh, and I know what I, I think I know exactly what's going to happen. I think the government will help them out. I think the government is going to be throwing thousands and thousands of pounds at people this winter um, to, to keep them alive. Uh, and you know that will that won't solve the problem for a few weeks. But that 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 money is is just created to do that. It's not really, it's not going to increase taxes to get those the money for those handouts. They're simply going to create it. They're going to print it. Um, give everybody. a... I mean, they've already started with the four hundred pound handouts, haven't they? But I think those by the end of the winter will probably be four thousand pound handouts. Uh, and that money will then start the next round of inflation, which may be in something else. It may not be in fuel prices. Um, and you know, the, the government just ends up chasing its tail, printing money to try and solve problems that it created by printing the last lot of money. Because um, this is all a, this is all a, a, you know, a result of the you know the COVID money printing spree that they went on. Um, you know, Ukraine the, the Ukrainian war is just a cover for it. The wholesale energy prices were going up this time last year, long long before anything happened yeah. in Ukraine. Um, So yeah, they will just keep printing money to solve the problem and and, and in doing that, make the problem worse. Um, And eventually there'll be a hyperinflationary collapse where money becomes worth nothing. Yeah,
0: But they knew this was going to happen, right? So what did they, were they, were they genuinely, so this is where I get a little bit, not not confused, but this is where I think, are they really that thick? And then other people say they're smart, but they're not very intelligent. You know, there's a certain, you know, aspect because it's like, well, they've got, reams and reams of people that are educated enough to know that this is what would happen. Is it because not as many people died in, in the COVID as they thought and not as many people got behind Ukraine as they thought so we can't have the war but they're desperately trying, you know, Pelosi flying into Taiwan even though China said don't do it, you know. And it's like they're actively trying to start wars with anybody that will start a war with them. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, um, I, think, I think as a freedom movement, freedom community, we spend too much time trying to work out exactly what they're doing we were, you know we 're not them we 're not sat at the tables that they 're sat at, so we don 't know exactly where they 're at and what they 're planning. I categorically believe it is not going to plan for them uh, my 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 personal take on it is that. And um, they, they, they've used the debt-based monetary system to control the population for the last 50 years, some would say 500 years, but, you know, however long they've used that system to control the population. They they knew that was coming to an end and they were, you know, they, they want to move to a full-on sort of digital slavery tyranny type uh, situation. I think they thought they got longer than they got. I think the um, overnight collapse of the interest rate market in September 2019 September 19th, I think, 2019, um, absolutely panicked them. They thought the thing was about to come to an end there and then. And they brought forward plans that had been sitting on the shelves, perhaps pencilled in for 2025, 2030, um, COVID being the main one. They they ran with it. Because it was brought forward and have not been fully worked out, it didn't quite, you know, not from their perspective, not enough people died from the virus. It ran out of steam a bit too soon. So they didn't quite get the traction that they thought they would get. Um, and ever since then, they've been casting around for something else to try and terrify us with. Uh, I think that I think their AI is actually a weakness, is their Achilles heel, because what, what they do all the time, and you can see them doing this once you know what they're doing, is they, they test out something like monkeypox or Ukraine. They test it out and see if it's scaring people enough. And because they're listening to the the, the, the iPhones and all the rest of it and getting the feedback on uh, you know, what people are discussing, I, mean, I don't think they're in, they may be. Listening individually, but what they're doing is aggregating data, then seeing how many people have laughed within ten seconds of Monkeypox being mentioned and stuff like that. And they get this AI feedback all the time that says, "No, they're not scared. They're not scared enough. It's not like COVID. Step back. We won't. We won't do this." And then a few weeks later, they try something else, like it's you know it's clearly going to be Taiwan now, and they'll get the feedback that it's not it's not scaring people enough. And they're constantly doing doing this, moving forward, moving back, moving forward, moving back. They've got to come with something else and they will come with something else. I, I suspect they'll just fall back on COVID again this winter because it's tried and tested and it works well. So I guess, and it is, it's nothing more than a guess. I have no idea what they'll do. But my, you know, if you forced me to bet on one outcome, it would be that they'll go for a new nasty, dangerous COVID variant this winter and try and terrify us and control us with that. And it won't work. Because it's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. there's the you know the boy that cried wolf or whatever. You, you can only yeah can't keep scaring people with the same thing. You get diminishing returns each time.
0: Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? So yeah. it, interestingly, because I take it you've heard of Cambridge Analytica then, have you? With yes, the yeah, 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 right. So I suggest people go and do some research. There's a good book called Mind F U C K, which is yeah. written by the guy that actually uh, came up with the code and the program that kind of scrapes all this data that's freely available for anybody out there. Yeah. <laughs> surprised how much data we give away for free without even realizing it. Um, and the, the the book is really good about how it came from its inception to then being used in the nefarious ways that it was being used to, to collect data and sway people that weren't really, hadn't particularly chose a political party at the time. So that was years ago. That was when Trump came in, I think in 16, I think so. So they've had another six years to, to hone it. So I do agree with what you said that, they might not be listening in individually, but they might have a, a way of where they can pull all the information in. Yeah, data, yeah, yeah. And but as but as that's a weakness.
1: I think, they're, I think they're shooting themselves in the foot by doing that because they keep, because they get the data that tells them that people aren't scared. So they retreat. Yeah. And at some, some point, they're going to have to go for it. They're going to have to go, right, this is the one we're going to go with this time. Let's scare them with this. And if they keep stepping back, they just make themselves look ridiculous.
0: Well, it's interesting, sir, because there's 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 quite a few theories because I have obviously speaks to lots of, yeah. clinical people as well uh and, and a few of them have said to me off 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 air uh, you know in other conversations essentially it was never about the covid virus it's always about the vaccine yeah the vaccine has been kind of honed to perfection to to chip away at your immune system bit by bit yeah. um which is why we're seeing a resurgence of things like shingles and all the sort of things yeah. that your body has in it already that your, your body normally comes under wraps and protects but what's also happening is is your body normally keep certain things under wraps or under control, and it's not able to anymore, but then you'll die from that specific thing, not a, a vaccine or yeah. uh, vaccine induced. So it's very difficult to prove, which we're seeing now. It's t- taken two years for them to start admitting AstraZeneca was bad, but they've um, very cleverly said, yeah, 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 we'll admit there's something wrong with that. We don't use that one anymore, so that's fine. We can shun AstraZeneca despite there still being increased injuries, in the Johnson Johnson's Pfizer and, and Moderna and everything else as well. So it's almost like we've admitted this part, don't worry about that bit, but, you know, we'll pay for this. And so, but there's a few people that seem to think over the next sort of three to five years, we're going to see, you know, the steady die off. I mean, excess deaths in our country alone are already up by quite a bit from... Yeah, there are the last, yes,
1: sort of 12, 14 weeks or so, aren't they? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah yeah and i saw that I mean, you're
1: anecdotally you're seeing the the vaccinated keep getting you know poorly with, with often quite low level us, but they're still you know they're getting poorly in a way that the unvaccinated aren't and that's yeah i think that anecdotally that just to be from the, you know, the circles i move in and what i see in my work that's that's becoming obvious yeah
0: We are the control group, as someone has said. Uh, I think, I mean,
1: we we, and NHS 100 need to take particular credit here, but um, the level of resistance we gave to the vaccine uptake is, you know, I mean, I think that they never expected that. They thought we'd we'd be down to 1% or 2% now. Um, And again, it depends which set of figures you use, but there's clearly something between 15 and 20% of people who have have had no vaccines. And then you add on the ones that have had the one or the first or the second, but haven't had any boosters. Uh, and that they they can't cope with that level of resistance. It's too many people. If they try and shut us out of the economy and society, we'll just build our own economy and society, and they know that. Um, and they they really thought they'd have it down to you know tiny numbers by now, and they could just round us up or whatever. Uh, and the way the way we've held the line on that, and particularly the NHS and the and the care staff, who you know. Um, I don't know what the NHS um, resistance level was at the end, but you know, and then if you if you look at six, eight, ten percent, whatever it is, you know, they're, and they're sitting there thinking, shit, you know, ten percent of the population, we can take the livelihood off them, and they still won't have it. So yeah, yeah, what 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 are we going to do? Yeah,
0: well, it's quite interesting you say that because when when we were coming to the the mandate deadline, if you will, yeah, um, they were saying it was about eighty two thousand um yeah. nhs staff but it's the, the numbers are, that we would it's about,
1: that's about eight so percentages is about a million yeah
0: well yeah we, we got the numbers as more as so we got it between 100 and 120 thousand to yeah. be honest with you but they're always going to play that and they, and they also did the same thing by saying like you said there was only 11 million people that hadn't taken a jab which when you think about it you think well okay then so so you, so on average then we've got about 54 million people then out of our population that have been vaccinated so why are you so bothered about the tiny 10 10 percent or 11 million yeah, yeah. That yeah. should be protected by herd immunity why are you so bothered about us when you've you've done everyone else and that's what but then i've heard the new figures or you know previous figures were about 30 million which is essentially yeah. half which yeah. would make more sense why they were trying to go after the unvaccinated so much because you think well if half of them haven't taken it then fine but only 11 million not taking it you'd be like oh we don't care about you guys anyway but we've got enough um so it's so it's, it's but it's funny as this stuff comes out you look back and think oh, okay that make sense as to why they behave like that but then like you said if you don't know you're trying to play a game here where you don't really know the rules and you don't really know what the the purpose of the game is or how to win it you're just trying to navigate through it oh um, absolutely i mean
1: we're, we're you know, we are at war with them and you know when you're at war you don't necessarily know what the other side's doing to organize their troops or what they're planning next or you know, it's that 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 that's the situation and we can we you know we have to do the best we can and we have to try and anticipate but I don't think we have to spend too too long agonising over exactly what their plan is and it's sinister it's clearly sinister and it's clearly not about COVID, whatever COVID is or was um so you know we have to fight it and we have to resist it. But we get we, we we're never gonna you exactly you know come up with a you know an explanation as to what they're doing and, and why they're doing it because uh, because we're not them we're not at the table and uh, you know we also tend to think of them as one group and i'm sure they're not i'm sure there's lots of infighting there there's lots of competing interests you know people falling out with each other as it goes badly wrong um so you know the, 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 the notion that it's just one single enemy i think is, is flawed as well it's it's not
0: so those of us that are not oh with politics to an extent. So obviously you've got a, a, a political party and everything else. So for those of us that, so how would we, be able to get you guys some seats in Parliament then? How would we... There's decision- <laughs> well, I mean, numerous
1: ways in which we need lots of help. Uh, we need... We, I mean, we've got 3,500 members, but we need more. We need to get up to the, you know, the, the, the Green Party. I think that's 40 50,000 members. We need to get up to those sort of... that that, that size of membership. Um, we need candidates, both for local elections and for a for general election when that comes. We need... you know, we do need people to give us... to, to donate us if, if they can. If, you know, if everybody in the movement gave us a pound, that would make an enormous difference, because fighting elections is you know, is an expensive process where none, none of us are paid. Nobody's getting any expenses. It's all volunteers doing it for a couple of hours in the evening. Um, so we need to we we need to have the resources, um, both financial but more particularly people that we you know we can organise to compete with the, the likes of the the Greens and the Liberal Democrats. Um, if you go on the website, you can see see how to join us, how to become a candidate. Um, you know it's it. Being particularly a council election, being a candidate isn't the terrifying thing that, 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 that a lot of people think it is in the first instance. Yeah, we we do a lot of what we call putting up paper candidates, where people are nominated but they don't actually campaign. Um, but the name still goes on the ballot paper with Freedom Alliance next to it, and a disc- we, we've got a range of registered descriptors, including you know, no more dangerous vaccines and things like that. So that that, that actually goes—you know—it would be Matt Taylor, Freedom Alliance, no more dangerous vaccines, or stop the Great Reset, mm-hmm. or something like that—that that goes on the ballot paper that they give. give given to people and you know that that in itself is an important part of the process because everybody who goes to vote will see that and think well what is this stuff what is this great reset there's lots on about and they, they might go home and google it and, and find a few things out um so yeah it's you don't yeah i, I mean the the, the basic Policy of the media is to ignore us as much as possible. So you're not, you know, if you stand for your local council, you're not going to find yourself on the front page of any paper. Um, it, it, it's not, it's not a scary and not a terrifying thing. We, we're getting quite experienced at it now. We can support and help us as much as we can. Uh, I mean, I've stood for election numerous times. Now I haven't, you know, haven't had any aggravation, any external window or any, anything like that at all. And in fact, quite a lot of you know positive support from people in the local community who wouldn't necessarily think would would be on our side. Um, so it's yeah, we yeah we need money, we need members, we need resources, and we 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 need candidates. A, a general election there's there's six hundred and fifty seats up for grabs. Um, yeah, that 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 is an enormous task. I mean we're yeah, we we're going to do our best. We're going to repair as best we can, uh, and put up as many candidates as we can. But you know, I I can only be a candidate in one of those six hundred and fifty places, and so can the other ten or twelve people that are heavily involved in running the party. They can only do that. We need you know that we need another six hundred and forty people to come and be candidates for us as well uh, on the Freedom platform. Uh, and a lot of this, I think, you know, I mean, we've talked about you know, the system collapsing and people turning against the government. At the minute, what they do is they, they just switch backwards and forwards between Labour and Tory. They get pissed off with the Tories, so they go to Labour, and then you know, a few years later, they go back the other way. Um, I think at some point there is going to be so much sort of um, resistance and anger to the to the pair of the parties that people will be casting about for an alternative, uh, and, and that's where we come in. We have to give them a genuine freedom and a genuine democratic alternative, not one that's you know another captured party that the, the bankers control and is funded by the city of London, but a, a party that is genuinely a, a people's led for the people party. Uh, and that's the point. Yeah. You know, again, that's the point of danger. They may say we don't want Labour or Tory, but we'll go to another party. And that other party is simply funded by the city of London. And is just the same thing again, really. Um, so that, that, a that's, problem, isn't it? It's a massive problem. It's a massive problem. Um, yeah. Um, so that, problem? That, that, that really is where we come in at that, that point is to, you know, Um, say look there's an alternative here Um, and you know to have an articulated manifesto and vision as to as to what
0: things might look like and you know what i think for me when i first realized politics we're well, not first realised. Everybody's—it's like an abusive relationship, and I've said this before. Everybody knows yes, that yes. the politicians never really have anything in our best interest, but we're used to being abused to that certain level. Yeah, yeah When yeah. COVID came across, <clears throat> they ramped it up a little bit, and that's when everyone started taking a bit more notice. <coughs> but what I noticed was is, especially when Cameron came in, uh, it, it was supposed to be a um, uh, what's the word? Where they coalition um, yeah, between yeah, yeah. the Dems, wasn't it? And within the first week, they literally just fobbed off. Mr. Clegg, didn't they? Um, and just, you know, got rid of the Lib Dems completely. And it was like, well, hang on a minute. that We didn't vote for that. We voted for for the coalition because the Lib Dems were supposed to stop the Tories from yeah, being yeah. Tories. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started to realise, and actually, the other the other parties are there as just token guests at the party. You know, when you look at the, and this is no disrespect to these smaller parties, but when you look at their manifestos, they're like, well, I don't think you've got any to run the country. Um, And I think they do that on purpose so that the only two you look at are Labour and, um, you know, Conservatives, because you think, well, the Green Party are great, but they're not they've got no policies on this or that or this or that. Same with Lib Dems and same with all the other parties. And you need a government or the manifestos or the policies that can cover everything because they're going to be in charge of running the country. Um, So when you when you start looking into, anything, well, that's kind of sneaky as well, because you think, well, you could go for those other people, but they're not going to be as good as what we could be um so i think and i said this to on the phone we are desperate for an alternative party that can come in and potentially do the things that we want them to do desperate
1: yeah, so, and then we're, we're, yeah we're structuring ourselves to be able to do that but we, we do need a lot of help we need you know help with policy if people got expertise in certain areas you know, come to us speak to us um we, we're very much a sort of open book, you know. A, a, piece of paper that people can come and add their little their little bit to if they've got expertise or interest in a particular area so you know, not nothing is set in stone other than obviously we're opposed to the state narrative and yeah we're a small government party at the end of the day um but we are very much it, it is about facilitating the whole idea at the start was to just give the freedom community a vehicle they could use to contest elections and that that still really is the you know is the driving force we want people to use this as a uh, as a flag of convenience to um, to stand, yeah, council elections this time in England so ignores Scotland. it's England, there were four thousand seats up. Uh, we, did, I mean, we did well. We stood forty-eight candidates, which was more than UKIP and the English Democrats and quite a few other um, parties. But it's still only one percent of the of the number of seats that were available. You know, we we have a, an almost insatiable demand for for candidates for people to come and be candidates for us. Um, and local elections don't cost anything. There's no, you know, it's it's free basically. You have to get your nominations and that's it. Um, so, we, I mean, I would love to see a Freedom, uh, freedom Alliance candidate but a, or a genuine Freedom candidate from one of the other few genuine Freedom parties stand in every one of those 4,000 seats. Mm. That, would be, that would be my ideal. Um, but the infrastructure you have to have in place to do that is, is quite significant and quite substantial.
0: Yeah. Well, they kind of, I think again, they make it like that. So not every time the Canary like you and me can just get formulate together and go, do you know what? We're not happy with what's going on here. You know, um, yeah. party, you know, cause they make it out like, Oh yeah, you could just start your own party. You just need, you know, minimum numbers, 500 quid, blah, 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 policies, you know, uh, and you're good to go. But what they don't tell you, like you say, is the resources that you need to, to promote the party, to do the policies, to make sure that you can do the things that you are saying you're doing and everything else. It's, it's not that easy it is it's
1: resource intensive yeah um mm. yeah there's no there's no question about it. i mean in some ways that's you know it's a good thing because you can't just get one you know national figure that you know it's not a presidential system where you're just voting for one individual sat down in london it is to fight a general election campaign you've got to fight in every one of those 650 constituencies and you need people locally to do that for you And and you know arguably that's the strength of of the system because yeah, it, it prevents it being bought. you can have a lot of money and you, you can sit in london but if you've got no candidates in the rest of the country you're not going to get anywhere
0: no and i think your party potentially for those people that sit on their soapbox or in their chair going oh if i could do you know if i was in parliament i would do this you know and this that, and then think well look now's your chance potentially yeah, yeah. Come, come and do it come and do it yeah. yes and, yeah um and you know i'm tempted to get my wife in here to back me up but you know a few years ago i was l- so close to being like People Protection Party is what I was thinking, but I didn't know whether yeah. that sounds too like paramilitary kind of like, you know, you know, People Protection Party. You know, and, and then, um, you know, other people have said they've been doing it. And I was, I was so kind of like, well, if you can't do it, is that when the system's set up so that it, you can't do it any other way than their way, then you've got to kind of beat them at their own game to an extent. Um, but then, you know, obviously life gets in the way. NHS, you know, you have no life and, and no headspace to do anything. So. Um, it, it fell by the wayside, but I always knew that that's what we needed to happen. We weren't going to get, you can't, you can't, uh, what I don't get. And someone asked, a journalist asked Boris Johnson this, what shampoo do you use? And mm-hmm. he shirked off the subject, right? And it sounds like a mediocre question, but they're so disassociated from reality that he probably has no idea what shampoo we uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, It's just there in his flat. You know, and it's like, do you really want people that don't even know what shampoos on the shelves in the supermarket run in the country that they're so disassociated from yeah. their actual constituents? And then with COVID, the last two, you know, two years, it was right to you, right to your MP, right to your MP, right to your, nothing, yeah, nothing yeah. for about 18 months from your MP. Yeah. So they all failed. As yeah. MPs. They failed to represent their constituents. They failed to raise the concerns that we had as constituents. They just did nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. And then when he did get a response, it was a generic... And he's like, are you an MP or are you just a lemming? So <laughs> what we can safely say, and I'll put... We can't trust or... Uh, there might be a handful that we can trust, but for to get any politicians to do whatever's in the best interest of the population, no, in my opinion, no. absolutely no. none. And then when you look at the kind of calibre, Tavikot Institute, Eton, and how they're raised and how they're groomed, if you will, to be politicians. I don't get it. My opinion, you should only be allowed to be a politician if you've earned less than 60 grand a year in your lifetime. If you're not yeah, a yeah, of working background, yeah. you know, because we, yeah. you understand what it's like to be poor. You understand what it's like to go to the supermarket and not maybe have enough money, put stuff, but, you know, to be a real person. Um, yeah. I mean, you have- rep,
1: you know, representative democracy is is not is not a great, it's not the best form of democracy. I mean, we as a party want to see far more use of direct democracy, far more use of refer- referendums. You know, the, the Swiss situation where you can get 10 or 12 percent of the population wants a referendum on something, whatever, then there's a referendum on it. And we all have a vote on that. Start voting on policies rather than people, because um, voting on people always trivializes it down to things like what shampoo you use which at the end of the day i couldn't get that's what shampoo boris johnson uses I don't know what he's doing about monetary policy personally um there's an argument for using a system called sortition which is where you basically just pick the people at random to go and sit in parliament you have a sort of lottery type system a computer generator right you're off to you're the mp for this area for the next year go and do the best you can sort of thing um, and i'm not sure that that would be that much worse than what we've got um, i
0: was going to say that yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean would it would it really be that yeah i mean that's Quite an attractive system, I think. Um, but you're not going. To, they're, they're never going. To, they're never going to. I mean, the hate is having the Brexit referendum. They're never going to implement these systems whilst they're benefiting from the system of representative democracy. So the only way you're going to get that is to try and capture that system and then introduce different alternative systems. Once you've done that, yeah. Um, but both both of those direct democracy and and sortition for me would be preferable to representative democracy. But representative democracy is still better than tyranny.
0: Yeah. So, well. Yeah. I've always I've always thought that. Why can't we just have so so when when they talk about the you know, the one world order and government and all this kind yeah. of stuff, you can't help thinking that they've taken a good thing and turned it to be bad. Because on the yeah, principle yeah. of certain things, you think, well, doesn't sound too bad. But I've always thought, why, like you say, why don't we vote on policies? We have a hundred policies that are in the pot, yeah. and the the, the, the the fifty that get voted for the most is what they'll they'll attack yeah. first. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's leading the country to do that. He's got clear instructions on what he needs yeah, to do with it yeah. yeah yeah and that's it so you know it could be anybody that does it so so you're right in what you're saying 100 um okay. i mean uh, yeah to be fair there have been
1: one or two mps that have you know have made a stand and have used their position. Mean, charles walker obviously stands out mm. um but yeah there's been a very small number it has to be said that there, there have been some that have used the position to um oppose what's going on
0: yeah and i think the COVID, the, the the covid stuff at the minute with hancock and his backhanded deals to his mates in the PPE yeah. contracts and the comp, the massive, I've never seen so many conflict of interests in all these parties and the boards yeah. and the members. And I'm just like, oh, you're just having a free for You're just doing what yeah. you like yeah. because there's no one there to govern them who 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 watches the watchman as they say. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you have know, 40 billion on track and trace. I mean, how did they even do that? That's that's like 1,500 quid per, you know, per adult in the country or whatever, isn't it? How, how do you actually manage to even spend that amount of money on a testing system?
0: I can't remember what it was. Is um, I mean, that would probably be enough to to probably wipe out world hunger, to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, you know? it's,
1: a, it's, a, it's an astronomical sum of money 40 billion, um, um, spent in a few really in a few months, few
0: short months. Um, and people should be really a lot more mad about that than, than yeah, they, they really they should yeah, because they've all paid. If, if they haven't yeah. paid through, well, direct,
1: through tax, they will pay through inflation because yeah. the money was created to to pay for that and that comes and you know gets you gets you later through inflation so that 1500 quid that each taxpayer has paid for track and trace and um, they would they ought to be asking where's that gone what's it been where's yeah. that 1500 quid been spent
0: well, we're having to pay it twice with interest are not we it was already yeah, yeah. A pot prior to it and they've spent it now they're saying well look see because we gave you this money wink wink uh we need it back so we're having to pay twice you know for that and and, and and you touched on this early on saying, you know, people are going to be angry. And I've said this to, to my wife as well. The, the people that we need to be careful are the people that are not awake because they're going to be coming into this kind of tsunami of, of truth and realisation. Yeah, yeah. And They're going to be really mad. We've had a couple of years or decades oh, yes. or yeah, yeah. Kind of process it and get our heads around it. But these guys are going to be absolutely crazy. And rightly so.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you see a little bit of that already. I mean, again, I've seen, you know, I've seen it in my work, you know, people that, that went on our side, they've come on our side and they, they come in the clinic and they, they just won't, you know, they won't keep quiet. They're just, you know, just spewing forth with everything that they've picked up in the last two weeks. And we said, so, well, yeah, we knew all that, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so the, 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 you know, I think that is happening already, but yes, they will be. Um, they, they will be livid when they realise what's happened. Uh, and, yeah. you know, they've been injected, a lot of them, yeah. You know?
0: And, that, and that, that's the other thing. I mean, this is where we're getting close. I mean, I kind of use the metaphor of we've been pushing up this snowball up the hill, those of us that have been aware of what's yeah. going on. Or, and we're getting to the top. Um, we're just about to kind of push it so that it starts rolling down the hill. And yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's just at the yeah. top of it now starting to, you know, cascade down and, and, and under its own weight, own no momentum, which is, we're so close to it now. But people are still blissfully unaware of what's going on. So it's going to be like hitting, getting smacked in the face so hard um you you, you can understand why depending on what you believe you know why they've they've had to drip feed it in they can't just go here we go have all of this and then you know get on with it um there'd be too many kind of psychological casualties i think um from something like that so have you met any resistance or any kind of problems from any other parties or or anything else like that or they've been kind of welcoming or has it just shunned you completely
1: well, yeah, um, we—I mean, obviously, we're not—we're not the only party. We were set up as a party. I think we're the only party that was set up to um, contest the nonsense. But you know, there are other parties that are genuinely opposed to it, and we—we um, we are working quite hard, and we have a formal pact with the Libertarians uh, and the Sovereign Cymru in Wales, and we're working quite hard to um, try and make sure that we don't step on each other's toes when it comes to um, a general election, uh, and those parties, you know. Um, are, that's a, yeah, I, mean, I could mention English Democrats as well, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they've been supportive and welcoming. I'm not, so, you know, won't deny that. The, the, the big mainstream parties, um, with exception of one or two individuals, but the big mainstream parties just block us and whack us. Yeah, when you go to the counts, they won't even acknowledge that you're there uh, and the existing. They're just completely. Um, Blank you as the as the conventional media does. I, our, our biggest resistance, actually, and our biggest problem, if I'm honest, is from within the freedom community itself, because there's a big chunk of the freedom community that does not vote, um, and sees sees voting as somehow endorsing what's going on. Um, and that, that that that's that's our biggest battle is to try. You know, Wakefield by election we've just stood in, and we we know that there's um, at least eight thousand completely unvaccinated people in Wakefield. The electorate's eighty thousand. Um, so if they if those eight thousand had come out and voted for us, we we would have come second, but they didn't. Two hundred of them came out and voted for us, um, and it's we're trying to get across the message that you know voting isn't endorsing the system. Just just lend us your vote if you're on our side. Just lend us your vote for the purpose of that individual polling day. You're not you're not you're not signing away your life. Uh, I, you know, I think it, genuinely think it is anonymous. It's across on a piece of paper, and that piece of paper can never be traced back to you. Uh, and I've been at enough counts so that I can I think I can state that opinion now um but we need we need the people that are on our side the people that understand it the unvaccinated the unmasked uh, the 15 percent that have, have really consistently resisted this the five eight hundred thousand have been on the marches in london uh, we need you to come out and vote for us even if you hate voting if you've never done it before um you know if you think it's revolting and disgusting it's you know it's a bit like you know if i go and buy something i pay, pay vat i you know, I'm not. I don't agree with VAT, and I'm not endorsing the VAT system by paying the VAT on the whatever it is I've just bought. But you just have to because that's that's the system, and this is the system. This is all we've all we've got in the, you know in a political electoral environment. So help us use it. And um, because if if those eight thousand had voted for us in Wakefield and we come second, that, that would have really upset the apple cart. I mean, that would have been a, you know a, a major fly in the ointment for the uh, World Economic Forum. And um, so 100%. the power's there, the people are there. Just just please lend us your
0: vote and come and come and support us when it comes to election times. Well, speaking to so, someone who's politically kind of homeless and has been for 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 many years, I I want to, Jonathan. Yeah. I really I genuinely really do. Um it's the trust. Not saying I don't trust you, but it's that kind of like there's the whole "bet of the devil, you know" scenario. With Labour, you're going to get loads of money. Then you're going to get toys. And you're going to get austerity. So that you kind of know where you are with with, with them, which isn't isn't the, like I say, isn't where we need to be. But again, it's that Stockholm syndrome of being in an abusive relationship. Things can be good for us. We don't. We, there's no penance we need to pay for. You know, we are good people as human beings. I desperately want to be able to vote for a party that I I truly believe in, almost like a football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: um, you know,
0: you know that regard, and I think. We, we, we're close. We are close. But I, I do get what you're saying, though. It's, it's a hard, you know, the,
1: the, the, the other mainstream parties are yeah, um, agents of the World Economic Forum. I'm convinced of that. So if you if you actually go and vote, if you're unvaccinated and you go and vote for Labour or Tory or you know, SNP or Green, um, then you are asking to be abused some more and you're ask, you are voting in favour of one world government and digital slavery and all the rest of it. And If you don't vote, which is the bigger problem, I think, because I don't genuinely think many people on our side are voting Labour and Tory, I think they're just not voting. Yeah. If you don't vote, then the maths of it is you are simply voting for whoever wins that election. So if you didn't vote in Wakefield, you voted Labour because Labour won it, and you had the opportunity to vote against Labour and you didn't use that opportunity. So you're endorsing the Labour Party, who are a World Economic Forum party. So if you vote for a mainstream party you're voting for the world economic forum and uh, one world government uh, and if you don't take the opportunity to vote for a freedom party then you're equally doing the same thing
0: you hmm. I, I think it's that because you've got the crystallized political people uh of you know the population that, that have staunch you know labor storage you know tories and all this kind of stuff and then there, there's a certain stigma surrounded by it i'm sure by any new political parties that come come into the scene that you, you know they can't take you seriously or you know and all this kind of stuff It'd be interesting to see how um how you guys break that barrier i mean i mean from that from our brief conversation today i definitely want to help and be involved i do because, that's um, great um, because i think if if I, the way i look at it is if i get involved and help i'm going to be able to to, to obtain a, a a more accurate kind of thing as to whether, whether you guys are legit or not, if that makes sense. I'm not saying you're Oh, yeah, off. yeah, yeah. You get, yeah,
1: yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll know, you, you see it once we're all. We're not perfect, but to say we're a bunch of volunteers, vast majority of whom have never been involved in this sort of stuff before. We we, you know, we were a lot better than we were 12, 18 months ago. We were a lot more professional, a lot better organised, but you know, we've still got some some distance to go. And um, you're, you're in Carlisle, aren't you?
0: Uh, well, Cumbria, Cumbria Way. Cumbria. So, yeah, there's yeah. the
1: rally in Carlisle on the 20th of August, which um, chair oh, really? is, is speaking She's speaking at that rally. So, that's.
0: Right. I love that. I don't usually go to the rallies because um, I, ju- I just haven't really. I mean, I think from yeah. early doors, I felt my energy was more focused in other places at the time. I think. I don't think there's any problems with, with protests, and I think it's needed and warranted. But. F- f- I think it was very much like, I'll let them protest, you know, because it was the fact they always used to lie about how many turned up. But it yeah, never got yeah, any yeah I get that. So I get all
1: of that. Yeah. You know, um, but I
0: understood for many people that went, they said it was great for recharging their energy and meeting like-minded people and all that kind of stuff, which was great. But for my mindset, I knew what I was going to do and I knew I needed to do it. And I didn't need any help or encouragement for anybody else. I was going to do it anyway. So it was just getting it done. Um, and I was still working in the NHS as well on thin ice. So I didn't know whether they would use that to, to, um, you know, they didn't need much to kind of push me over the edge to get me out. Yeah, really. I understand
1: that. I, you know, I've, I've been to a few of the protests, but I haven't been to that many. It's not for the same reason I... Fairly, yeah, once we decided to set up the political party, I thought that's... I put my energy into that. That's what I focus on. That's that's my... You know, that's, that's my small contribution to the freedom movement. I don't need to be going around going to the protests. I mean, I've been to a few. I've been to the York one. I've been to a London one. Um, But, then, yeah, I mean, that kind you, are, I mean, we can have a separate chat anyway about how you could be... Um, involved and interested in anybody who's listening just yeah, you know, if you want to you know become a member and become involved and be a candidate for us then just email into info at freedom alliance and it'll it'll find its way to the right person and yeah you
0: know, we'll buy your hand off basically i'm um, going to just write this email um, down situation. I it. yeah
1: um
0: so it's i mean it's uh, I, i've never was really into politics to be honest with you um being ex-military i was just always used to being told what to do you voted for whoever was in at the time you know and all that kind of stuff but now i've got a child. <clears throat> and the future's looking bleak, bleak it's not looking bright. Um, you know, you, you kind of, <clears throat> you try and do it the way that we've been doing it, um, which is met by, you know, equal resistance. Uh, and I totally agree with the, with the mass non-compliance. It's the most non-compliant way, isn't it? Yeah. yeah,
1: It's 15% every time you every time get, you know, the, the ridiculous North Korean clapping stopped when 15% of people stopped doing it. Um, yeah, you know, with the masks they were on and off. And every time it, they, their, their AI was telling them that fifteen percent of people aren't wearing masks, then the mask mandates got withdrawn. And they're terrified of that, those sort of numbers, because once you get to 15%, you get to 20%. And once you get to 20%, you get to 80% fairly quickly, because that big chunk in the middle just just shifts with whoever's got the momentum, don't they? Um, so they're terrified of fifteen percent standing up to them. The vaccines, obviously, because I think it is around about fifteen percent who have had no vaccine, and that's that, that that you know that's been a problem for them, an enormous problem. Uh, and yeah, and elections and voting are just another. If we can get fifteen percent of people voting for genuine freedom parties, then that that also will be something that terrifies them.
0: Yeah, and I I I generally think it will happen. I just think we there's other things we need to get the population through first, which is the whole believing that there is a guy called Klaus Schwab who generally yes, really is a yeah, bad guy, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and he does wear a, a costume that makes him look like Doctor Evil, and he is German. It's like if you yeah. had to pick a stereotype no, of a bad no, no. guy, <laughs> all it's missing is the the little white cat, isn't it? That he sits so yeah, straight, yeah, which yeah. I'm sure yeah. is probably at his feet. yeah.
1: Don't underestimate the power of elections to help to help in that process because we're all we're all. Blocked and restricted. I mean, you were talking about YouTube, the uh, strikes and things when we when we first came on. Um, you know, we don't get any publicity. That's part of the game. They control the media and they give us zero attention. Uh, and because of some of the legalities around elections, it is one of the few opportunities where we do get. I wouldn't say it's a level playing field, but it's you know we're at least on the playing field. We do get some some coverage and some chance to platform what's going on.
0: Mm. So,
1: the, you know, the election process itself is, is, you know, even if we get no votes, it's it's still an important vehicle that we can use.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, like I say, it's better to have it now and and then, you know, take take a little while. Because what I've noticed is there's, like, there's about a two-year lead time on stuff. Yeah. So, two years down the road from AstraZeneca being given and people raising concerns, we've now had the, per- the first uh, compensation payout. <clears throat> so, two years down the line now of, of saying it's not safe for children, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I do think there's a two year lead time. So, when everybody starts coming out of this realizing the government have done a really bad job and, and we didn't need to do what we've done, then, then they'll be like, right, we need new political parties. Clearly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you guys will be like, hey, hey. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. You know, um, so, so I definitely think you're doing the right thing. I, you know, I mean, I'm, 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 and then people need to understand as well that the truth movement, I don't like to say movement, whatever, but those people speaking out against whatever it is we're speaking out against, it's not an easy job. All right, you do it for free. It eats into your time. It eats into Mm -hmm. your relationships. You lose friends. You lose family. It causes stress. It causes problems. Um, Because the only way I would say to you to to describe it to people is imagine you're stood at the side of the road and you can see that there's someone who's about to get hit by a car. But you're behind a glass wall that you can't get through to try and save Mm -hmm. those people. And you're screaming and you're screaming and you're screaming and you are screaming and screaming and you can not do nothing about it. And the accident happens. That's how how this is what it's like, you know, and you desperately want to try and help people. Um, And... um,
1: People need yeah. to appreciate
0: the fact that you're doing it in your own time and everything else. It's you know we're not doing this because again for the kudos and the pay.
1: Yeah, I think there's I mean there's a slight, slight slight perception difference between me and you on this. I suspect, Matt, I, I, I'm I'm not doing this to try and convert. You know, if you like, there's three camps. There's 15 to 20 percent of us um, that get it, don't wear the masks, haven't had the vaccines, all the rest of it. It's 15. hardline maskers who are still wearing the masks at the other end. And then you've got that big chunk of 50, 60% in the middle who could sway either way. Um, My focus is not on trying to convert people to our side of the equation. It's on trying to organise the numbers we've already got. Because if that 15%, you know, just just on voting, if that 15% that we've already got, those are unvaccinated, get out and vote... You know, with with a turnout with turnouts of forty, fifty percent, that that will, you know, that will mean that we're getting forty percent of the votes, and we'll start winning things, and we'll start making statements. So I, I'm far more focused on trying to get the numbers we've got organised politically, and other people can organise them, you know, for the protests and the, and everything else. Um, rather, and I think the people will move across from the middle group anyway, because the longer it goes on, the more absurd it, you know, obviously absurd it is. But my focus isn't on trying to convert the people in the middle group; it's on trying to organise the people we've already got.
0: Mm, yeah, And like you said, I can imagine, that, and it's okay to have different opinions and views. Oh, on yeah, it, yeah, know, I'm not criticising at all. No, no. I mean, they, yeah, they, they yeah, did yeah, need yeah. to come across
1: to us. So it's just, um, I think they'll come across by, I think they'll inevitably come across to us.
0: Right. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, far, I, I, I'm more I, interested
1: in getting the 50, 10, 15, 20%, whatever numbers we've already got, getting, in the way that NHS 100 did. I mean, that was brilliant. Yeah. That was an highlight of last year. And the way that they did that, they organised the people that were going to resist the vaccine anyway. They weren't trying to convert the 80% of doctors who had already had the vaccine. They weren't bothering with them. They were just trying to represent and organise the, the people who were making a stand. Uh, and I think with politics, that's what we're trying to do as well. Just trying to represent those that already get it.
0: The problem that we had with that was is once the mandate got revoked or, or cancelled, that was it, everybody disappeared. Yeah, and all yeah, our numbers yeah. and supporters completely disappeared. So yeah. that that that's a worry as well is 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 everyone's like, well, I've done a bit, you know, and now I can go back to to, to being asleep or, 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 you know, cracking on. Um and I I th- I agree with what you're saying about working on the people that are in your party already. And this is this is why it's good to have these kind of conversations, is but you said yourself that a lot of them won't vote. Um well, that, that, so- that's where that's where we
1: that's our laser focuses on that now is trying to get them to vote to, to yeah. use the power they've already got. Um, yeah. and the power that we as a movement have already got. We've got the numbers. You know we had that we could have had eight thousand votes in Wakefield. If we had, then that in itself would have been you yeah, know, a showstopper for for um, for the mainstream parties. Um,
0: Perseverance, I think is Perseverance, yes,
1: yes, Don't give it up here. We, we we keep going, we keep fighting. Mm. Um, but, but we have got the numbers already. That's we don't we don't need to you know, yeah lots of others. We we've got the numbers. We just need to get organised and get using those numbers.
0: <laughs> they're just the most suspicious untrustworthy, yeah, no, not, yeah, not, not yeah, untrustworthy yeah,
1: that's the fundamental issue yeah it's all that's
0: the John Rambos isn't it of society they just want to be left alone uh, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff that you're trying to ask to come out the woodwork and, and vote but um right Jonathan listen we're, we're coming up to, a, to an hour so I, I'll, I'll I won't keep you any longer um I, I, I want to have you on again so we can talk about these manifestos in more detail if, if, if you're up for that. Yeah, that's fine. Or we can have other people. I
1: mean, yeah, there are plenty of other people involved in the party, so I can, I can arrange for somebody else to come on. But yeah, equal, I'm happy to come on myself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 I tend to focus mostly on the economics, monetary type stuff and um, we've got other people that lead on health and
0: education and things so yeah would that be, sounds so it, very boring mate i tell you i'm glad you want to focus on that mate yeah i, I,
1: I think the monetary system is the key i just uh, yeah you know it's not yeah. it's not yeah. it's just, i mean i do find no, it interesting yeah. but it's I, I, it is the absolute key if you if we can sort that then everything else will fall into place
0: so to touch on that real quick then in your opinion um what do you think would 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 because obviously they're trying to, Rushi's trying to bring in the, the, the British, you know, digital currency, which everyone's going, na 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 no. Nah. Um, you know, so what do you think? Um, would, would, would they need to be a currency backed by precious metals or do you think Bitcoin or a version of Bitcoin or, you know, that kind of thing? Be, be no, I, I think, um, um you no, know, my personal perspective. And again, I don't know.
1: I'm mean, certainly it's just my personal perspective. But I think you know, precious metals have the history. They've got the five thousand years of history. I think there will be a hyperinflationary collapse. The pounds will become worthless. They'll have to reset. The only way they can reset it is is against precious metals. So you know. um a banknotes cash currency will be convertible into into gold or silver or some other metal it doesn't have to be gold or silver um and then you will allow the banks to continue to create credit but i think you control that by removing limited liability from the banking system
0: um, yeah. So I mean, well, we yeah, still, yeah, we still get these
1: credit cycles because an economy has to breathe. It has to. It has to expand and contract. It's you know, a pure sort of Austrian type system where it just goes along in a straight line. Is never going to work. You've got to have that in out that breathing process. But what you do is you can straighten it by saying the banks don't have limited liability. They have unlimited liability. So if they go boss, the shareholders will have to cough up, and that, that that will introduce the level of control that's needed.
0: Yeah, I think there's a. There's a fun. There's a lot of fundamental kind of understanding that people need to have of the financial system, with the with the way money's printed and how it's you know backed and 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 how they use your money essentially to earn yeah. more money on the stock market. You know, people have no idea about any of that sort of stuff. Um, and if they it's did, the, it's, the
1: it's a pyramid scheme. It's a confidence yeah. check. Yeah, yeah, um, but people which, yeah. people think. And it needs to stop being that. It needs to it needs to be anchored in uh, in something that can't be created out of thin air. You know. Um, so the government are put in a position, you know, if they want an extra policeman, they have to have one less doctor or teacher to pay for it. They can't have both, yeah. uh, which is the system we've had at the minute. The government can just do whatever it wants because it can create the money to pay for whatever it wants. Mm. And once you, once you have a money that is rooted in something that is outside of the government's control, uh, like gold and silver or, or whatever, once you've got that, then the government is, is basically controlled, it's constrained, and it, can, it will have to focus on providing essential services and nothing else.
0: So how do you think we're going to, and I know these questions, you can't really answer them, just kind of chewing the fat with you slightly, but how do you think, because obviously there's only a couple of people in England that own a lot of most of the gold. Um, so, or is that not true? I mean, how are we going to get the precious metals into, into our country? But you don't,
1: um, I mean, you can, Yeah, you, you don't need a vast quantity of, of, of gold tobacco companies. You can back it with one ounce of gold um, if you want. All, all you've got to say is that that one ounce stays as one ounce. It doesn't become three quarters of an ounce. Right. So so you don't need this notion that you need to pull in all the gold and have vast quantities to back the currency is, is not true. You can back it with a tiny amount of anything, um, right. but that tiny amount has to stay at the same fixed amount. It's the fixed nature of it. It's not the quantity of it. It's the fact that it's fixed. The government can't increase it. Therefore, it can't increase the money supply. That's that's the
0: case. Right. OK, so it's, it's, it's right. Yeah, because essentially precious metals should be less manipulative or well, you know, of the markets. But then if, if you earn a large proportion of those precious metals, then you can manipulate the market i suppose so it eliminates that kind of monopoly that somebody could have by owning all the gold essentially
1: uh, yeah well yeah, So you, you you're preventing the government from creating money that's 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 what you're doing
0: yeah yeah, yeah. okay
1: and once you do that I, I genuinely think everything else will sort itself out all the environmental stuff um will, will, you know, will resolve itself i genuinely i genuinely believe that
0: I, I do too.
1: I think I people... do, 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 yeah, yeah, that's just my perspective. I could be wrong, <laughs> um, but that—that that is where my most of my focus is. And as I say, if you want people to come and talk about education, or yeah, I know quite a bit about health because I work as an acupuncturist. So, mm. um, but you know, we, we have got other people that specialise in other areas who I'm sure would be happy to come on and chat about. Yeah, I'd there. like to because that's going to be the yeah. first
0: thing that people, people with. Well, I mean, that was the first thing I did when I went on your website. Where's your manifesto? That was the yeah, first thing yeah. I wanted to go and have a look at and have <laughs> well, a read it. Because yeah, I mean, we
1: when we set ourselves up, we thought, well, we're just we, we won't have a manifesto, we'll be, um, you know, with the anti lockdown, anti mandatory vaccination party. That's it, we won't go into anything else, we're just opposed to those two things. Uh, and for the first 12 months, that's what we were. Um, and then we got the comments, we got an awful lot of comments about, well, what else do you stand for? Where's your manifesto? And once we put the effort into producing the manifesto, we it did start to snowball a bit, people starting to take us more seriously. You can see. You know, one or two of the political commentators on, in the alternative media got got a lot more interested in us because we were articulating a vision rather than just being against things. Mm. And it's, exactly. I think it's the on the website it's the second most visited page on the website, I think the uh, manifesto, which says it all you know there's 10 or 12 pages on there. People go on the home page and then they go straight to the manifesto because that's what they want to see.
0: Yeah, because that's, that's, like we've said, that's what you vote for. You don't care yeah. who runs the party, essentially. You just want to know yeah. what your policies, what's your manifesto, what you're going to do that's going to benefit our country, um, yeah. or you know how you're going to run it. And if you know, this is the problem, they all write these things that look great on paper, and then very quickly don't do the things. Um, but your manifesto, I recommend everybody goes and checks it out. I'll get you to, I'll put some, I'll put all the details in the um, YouTube link as well but if you don't mind just to finish off could you give people um your social media deets for them to get in touch with you guys the website and everything else if that's all right yeah uh, yeah i mean the,
1: the website's the, the the primary thing that's where we really want people to go to to pick up because because we are restricted and banned everywhere else so it's freedom um we're on twitter if you search for us on uh, the freedom alliance on twitter you'll find us we've got a facebook page we're on getter um, don't ask me to tell you how you get to some of these these things, but ideally we want people going to the website and, and to you know to sort of be checking in at the website once a week and stuff like that. All the news goes goes on there first and then gets fed out to the various social media. Uh, but we're just we are utterly restricted on particularly on Facebook. I mean, you know, we used to get mm. thousands yeah. and thousands of views, and we get I think we get about six or seven views now. Um, Twitter's a bit Twitter's a bit better. Um, slightly. But, you know, yeah, slightly, slightly. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. On, you know, we're on YouTube and all the rest of it as well. Um, but if you go to the website, that, that that's your best bet. Um, and you find Brilliant. It, you find and if,
0: okay. And if people want to get in touch with you or speak to anybody, it's info at freedomalliance.co.uk, is it? Absolutely, yes.
1: Yeah. Or yeah. you can email me directly, johnson.tilt at uk. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, listen, Jonathan, I really do appreciate your time today. I'm, I've never said this to a guest before, but I am genuinely... Willing to willing this into existence, I think I really am. Brilliant, I, thanks. I mean,
1: yeah, please please do come on board yourself and, and you know, be a candidate in Cumbria for us. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I like a fight anyway, so I like <laughs> and I like to prove people wrong as well. So I think it's, um, but but yeah, I, de- I definitely want to look into it some more, and I'll, I can relay that back to everybody as well. Yeah, because um, I think it's it's almost like real time, isn't it? You know, if you want things, to is. Happen, what yeah. Things are, this is what made me want to start the podcast. There's no point sitting here whinging about people not doing it the way I want to do it. Do it yourself, and then you know you, you you can do it that way. Then so you know better way. I to mean, do yeah, it. we could. I mean, we could have a general
1: election at any time. We we yeah, we've got a, a vast quantity of work to do. We need help doing it. Um, you know, in a bit we're a little bit different from some of the other aspects of the freedom freedom movement because we, we we're not short. Sure. We don't we know what we need to do. We're not yeah. trying to, yeah. You know, shall we have a petition or shall we have another protest? We, you know, we know there's elections and a general election coming up, and we know there's a vast quantity of work to do to prepare for that.
0: We need to come up with our kind of slogan, don't we? I know, I know they had. Well, we, yeah, yeah, we have, um,
1: we, we, and we're having a launch around that soon. But um, yeah, yeah, if you go to the website, you'll uh, see what. Well,
0: up. I, I've just thought of Mega, which is Make England Great Again. But I don't know whether that won't go too well north of the border. Will it? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no yeah, the They don't want to be with us anyway, according to them. (laughs) Jokes, jokes, guys. jokes. I mean we're looking.
1: We're we're looking at campaigning under the under the slogan for uh, for future's sake. FFS.
0: Yes, I mean I like that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that on the on the slide. Yeah,
1: if you go on the website, you'll see plenty about that. We're going to have a formal launch, probably in West Yorkshire, um, in the next uh, month or six weeks or so for that.
0: So, again, just real quick. Sorry, one last question. So. If you get more uh, candidates coming on to support the party and things like that, then how how many? Ca- so you need six hundred and fifty candidates, did you say, before you can get well, the six hundred the six
1: hundred and fifty constituencies across the United Kingdom? Right. Um, okay. My my dream would be to have a freedom orientated candidate in each one of those at the general election. Um, I don't think that will be a Freedom Alliance candidate. I think we're going to have to work with other parties. We may do, do 100 to 200, 300, and we're going to have to work with other parties to try and fill the gaps. And that that work is going on about, you know, you, you stand there, we'll stand here sort of thing. Um, but the Freedom Community as a whole, and that encompasses, it does encompass uh, a small number of other small parties, um, really needs to be standing somebody. And there'll be some independence as well, but it needs to be standing somebody in each of those constituencies. So that when right. we get to a general election, every single person in the country has got the opportunity to vote for freedom.
0: I see. Right. Yeah. Okay. So because there's certain but We don't, aspects, we don't yeah. want,
1: you know, it's, it's, I mean, we've got a pact with the libertarians, but we don't want to stand in the same place as the libertarians, because that's just splitting the votes and pointless and waste you know, waste of time. So yeah. there's a lot of coordination going on you know, with, with other parties to say, you know, yeah, who's going to do what sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, quite quite a bit of that. that's obviously confidential at this this point. But it's of course. Um, I, I, I want there to be a freedom candidate, not necessarily a freedom alliance candidate, but a freedom candidate in every single constituency in England, Scotland, uh, Wales, and Northern Ireland.
0: Mm. Well, have at it, Jonathan. You know what I mean. That's it. Good <laughs> luck. Anyway, thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah. I no, can't I, do that by I, myself.
1: Yeah. We we, yeah, we can't do it by ourselves. We need we need a lot of help. Yeah.
0: Well, this is time for people. People moaning about what they can do. Yeah, yeah this is you know what you can do. Mean. You can get.
1: You can. You can practically do this, and it, it isn't that difficult and terrifying. It's, it's no.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I've I've supported other pol- parties with worse policies. Trust me, in the past. So, <laughs> so you know, when I read yours, I was like, this is pretty much everything I've ever wanted to happen for for, for England. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. you know, um, but I really hope we can, you know, get it get it working out. And I wish you the best of luck as well. Yeah. Um, thanks. Yeah. But I'll be. I'll definitely be in touch about um, helping out. Uh and I want to be in touch with you and there's um, lots of yeah. ways in
1: which you could help us. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: And if you okay. could put me in touch with some people to talk about these um the manifesto in, in more detail, that'd be great as well. Cause I'm sure there'll be people wanting to know we're gonna do such a certain amount of these things yeah, yeah. as well. I do appreciate we don't know, but that's honesty is the best key, like you've said at the beginning, you know what I mean? It's like we're normal people, you know, we work, you know, we're better now in development and everything. And I think honesty is is you know, is the best thing. That's what we need now as a population because we've been lied to so much by everybody. We yeah. just want someone to be honest with us and tell us the truth. Are we in the shit or not? You know, essentially, and just, just you know, see how we get on. Any final words, Jonathan? Any advice? I know, for I know, just,
1: just, just join us, vote us, support us, and, and spread the word as well. We need people to because again, because we're banned and restricted, we we need people to spread the word, the word of mouth about us. Yeah.
0: Well, brilliant. I appreciate your time today. Me. Thank you so much for joining me. All right, you take care, Cheers. and I'll speak to you Cheers. soon. All right. Yeah, thanks.